This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings, chapter 15, verses 6 through 15. Rehoboam and Jeroboam were continually at war with each other throughout Abijah's lifetime. The rest of the events of Abijah's reign, including all his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. Abijah and Jeroboam had been at war with each other. Abijah passed away and was buried in the city of David. His son Asa replaced him as king. In the 20th year of Jeroboam's reign over Israel, Asa became the king of Judah. He ruled for 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what the Lord approved as his ancestor David had done. He removed the male cultic prostitutes from the land and got rid of all the disgusting idols his ancestors had made. He also removed Makkah, his grandmother, from her position as queen mother because she had made a loathsome Asherah pole. Asa cut down her loathsome pole and burned it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not eliminated, yet Asa was wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord throughout his lifetime. He brought the holy items that he and his father had made into the Lord's temple, including the silver, gold, and other articles. 2 Chronicles chapter 13 through 2 Chronicles chapter 14. Second Chronicles chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Abijah's reign. In the 18th year of the reign of King Jeroboam, Abijah became king over Judah. He ruled for three years in Jerusalem. His mother was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel from Gibeah. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah launched the attack with 400,000 well-trained warriors, while Jeroboam deployed against him 800,000 well-trained warriors. Abijah ascended Mount Zemariah in the Ephraimite hill country and said, Listen to me, Jeroboam and all Israel. Don't you realize that the Lord God of Israel has given David and his dynasty lasting dominion over Israel by a formal covenant? Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a servant of Solomon, son of David, rose up and rebelled against his master. 
lawless, good-for-nothing men gathered around him and conspired against Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was an inexperienced young man and could not resist them. Now you are declaring that you will resist the Lord's rule through the Davidic dynasty. You have a huge army and bring with you the gold calves that Jeroboam made for you as gods. But you banished the Lord's priests, Aaron's descendants, and the Levites, and appointed your own priests, just as the surrounding nations do. Anyone who comes to consecrate himself with a young bull or seven rams becomes a priest of these fake gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not rejected him. Aaron's descendants serve as the Lord's priests, and the Levites assist them with the work. They offer burnt sacrifices to the Lord every morning and every evening, along with fragrant incense. They arrange the bread of the presence on a ritually clean table and light the lamps on the gold lampstand every evening. Certainly, we are observing the Lord our God's regulations, but you have rejected him. Now look, God is with us as our leader. His priests are ready to blow the trumpets to signal the attack against you. You Israelites don't fight against the Lord God of your ancestors, for you will not win. Now Jeroboam had sent some men to ambush the Judahite army from behind. The main army was in front of the Judahite army. The ambushers were behind it. The men of Judah turned around and realized they were being attacked from the front and the rear. So they cried out to the Lord for help. The priests blew their trumpets as the men of Judah gave the battle cry. God struck down Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. The Israelites fled from before the Judahite army, and God handed them over to the men of Judah. Abijah and his army thoroughly defeated them. 500,000 well-trained Israelite men fell dead. That day, the Israelites were defeated. The men of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their ancestors. Abijah chased Jeroboam. He seized from him these cities, Bethel and its surrounding towns, Jeshana and its surrounding towns, and Ephron and its surrounding towns. Jeroboam did not regain power during the reign of Abijah. The Lord struck him down and he died. Abijah's power grew. He had 14 wives and fathered 22 sons and 16 daughters. The rest of the events of Abijah's reign, including his deeds and sayings, are recorded in the writings of the prophet Edo. 2 Chronicles chapter 14 Abijah passed away and was buried in the city of David. His son Asa replaced him as king. During his reign, the land had rest for 10 years. Asa's Religious and Military Accomplishments Asa did what the Lord, his God, desired and approved. He removed the pagan altars and the high places, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He ordered Judah to seek the Lord God of their ancestors and to observe his laws and commands. He removed the high places and the incense altars from all the towns of Judah. The kingdom had rest under his rule. He built fortified cities throughout Judah, for the land was at rest and there was no war during those years. The Lord gave him peace. He said to the people of Judah, let's build these cities and fortify them with walls, towers, and barred gates. The land remains ours because we have followed the Lord our God. We have followed him, and he has made us secure on all sides. So they built the cities and prospered. Asa had an army of 300,000 men from Judah, equipped with large shields and spears. He also had 280,000 men from Benjamin who carried small shields and were adept archers. They were all skilled warriors. Zerah the Cushite, marched against them with an army of one million men and three hundred chariots. He arrived at Marashah, and Asa went out to oppose him. They deployed for battle in the valley of Zephatha near Marashah. Asa prayed to the Lord his God, O Lord, there is no one but you who can help the weak when they are vastly outnumbered. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rely on you. 
and have marched on your behalf against this huge army. O Lord, you are our God. Don't let men prevail against you. The Lord struck down the Cushites before Asa and Judah. The Cushites fled, and Asa and his army chased them as far as Gerar. The Cushites were wiped out. They were shattered before the Lord and his army. The men of Judah carried off a huge amount of plunder. They defeated all the towns surrounding Gerar, for the Lord caused them to panic. The men of Judah looted all the towns, for they contained a huge amount of goods. They also attacked the tents of the herdsmen in charge of the livestock. They carried off many sheep and camels and then returned to Jerusalem. 1 Kings chapter 15 verses 25-34 through 34. Nadab's reign over Israel. In the second year of Asa's reign over Judah, Jeroboam's son Nadab became the king of Israel. He ruled Israel for two years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He followed in his father's footsteps and encouraged Israel to sin. Basha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, conspired against Nadab and assassinated him in Gibbethon, which was a Philistine territory. This happened while Nadab and all the Israelite army were besieging Gibbethon. Basha killed him in the third year of Asa's reign over Judah and replaced him as king. When he became king, he executed Jeroboam's entire family. He wiped out everyone who breathed, in keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken through his servant Ahijah the Shilonite. This happened because of the sins which Jeroboam committed and which he made Israel commit. These sins angered the Lord God of Israel. The rest of the events of Nadab's reign, including all his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Asa and King Basha of Israel were continually at war with each other. Basha's reign over Israel. In the third year of Asa's reign over Judah, Basha, son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel in Tirzah. He ruled for 24 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He followed in Jeroboam's footsteps and encouraged Israel to sin. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 24, verses 26 through 35. So then, if someone says to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe him. For just like the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. The arrival of the Son of Man. Immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man arriving on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet blast, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The Parable of the Fig Tree Learn this parable from the fig tree. Whenever its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, know that he is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. The Arrival of the Son of Man But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man arriving in the clouds with great power and glory. 
Then he will send angels and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. The parable of the fig tree. Learn this parable from the fig tree. Whenever its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also you, when you see these things happening, know that he is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be ready. But as for that day or hour, no one knows it, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, except the Father. Watch out. Stay alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. He left his house and put his slaves in charge, assigning to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to stay alert. Stay alert then, because you do not know when the owner of the house will return, whether during evening, at midnight, when the rooster crows, or at dawn. Or else he might find you asleep when he returns suddenly. What I say to you, I say to everyone, stay alert. Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 33. The arrival of the Son of Man. And there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars. And on the earth, nations will be in distress, anxious over the roaring of the sea and the surging waves. People will be fainting from fear and from the expectation of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man arriving in the cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to happen, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. The Parable of the Fig Tree Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the other trees. When they sprout leaves, you see for yourselves and know that summer is now near. So also you, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for the ways that you are very patient. Um, with us, O oh God, which is displayed, O oh God, by uh, your patience and even mercy, O oh God, and um, grace, O oh God, that you gave Jeroboam after he sinned against you for so long and led the people of Israel to sin against you, O oh God, and, and, and elevated and anointed his own priests, O oh God, and built these high places and idols and handmade idols of goats and calves, O oh God. I thank you, though, O oh God, that we do we did see. Oh God, your punishment and the consequences of his sin, oh God, ended in his death, oh God, because you have called us to obey you, oh God, and to walk in truth, oh God, to worship you in truth, oh God, to, to bow down before you, to have no other gods before you, oh God, is what you've commanded us, oh Lord. Would you rid, of, rid us of our idols, oh God? And any um, idols, oh God, unseen idols that we don't know about, that we're not aware of, oh God, that we have erected in our hearts in place of Christ, our Lord, would you show us, examine us, Holy Spirit, and clean us up? God, I pray that you will make us ready. Make us wise for salvation, oh God. Oh, Holy Spirit, make us wise for salvation. Ready us, oh God. Help us, oh God, to 
to be armed with the sword of the Spirit, O God. Help us, O Lord God, to put on righteousness, O God. Help us, O God, not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, O God, not to deny you, O God, in the public when it's not cool to be Christian, O God, when eventually we will, when we do face persecution, whenever that happens, O God, I pray that you would help us to stand, not to forsake your gospel, not to forsake our faith in Jesus Christ, O God, for fear of man. Help us to fear you above all else, O God. Make us ready, O God. We don't know the day or the hour, but God, I know that you are a merciful God. You don't desire for anybody to perish, O God, so would you make us ready? Would you draw millions upon millions of people unto you? Would you, O God, spark revival in this land here? O God, the American church is languishing in so many ways. It's languishing spiritually, O God. Oh, we need you, God. We need revival. I pray that the Holy Spirit would spark revival. Let it begin in us, O God. Help us, O Lord God, to come back to the heart of worship, O Lord God. Help us, O Lord God, to know that justice and righteousness are the foundations of your throne and that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You are not a man that you should lie. God, not one of your words has failed. Your word is true. The words you've given us in your Bible are true, in the Bible are true. And they will come to pass, O oh God. Would you help us to stand on your word? Would you help us to trust in you? You always, knowing that we can depend on you, help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table saints Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.